This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. If the evidence is there that Donald Trump committed criminal offenses in connection with his efforts to overturn the election, um, and viewing it uh, as a former prosecutor, I think there's sufficient evidence to, to charge the president. Adam Schiff. I think there's sufficient evidence. So this was, and by the way, it's just a referral for criminal charges. That's all it is. Goes to the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland. Guess what will happen there? But, you know, it, it occurred to me, Adam Schiff, I think there's sufficient evidence. Wasn't Adam Schiff one of the main drivers behind Russian collusion? There's evidence there. Russian, like two and a half years, impeachments and all that stuff. So that's the same guy. I think there is sufficient evidence there. Listen, in this highly... Uh, this very slick, highly produced special television event, which might even garner an Emmy. Wouldn't surprise me, John, would you? <laughs> wouldn't you? I wouldn't be surprised if this seriously progressive Hollywood, if they nominated J6 hearings for an Emmy. I would not. I could. I'd be. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know if they'd win the win the title, though, with some of the overacting that's been going on. <laughs> Gosh. So it goes forward for uh, for uh, criminal referral. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I don't know, does this, uh, of the Trump supporters that are left, does this rally them even more? Is there somebody who's walking away from Trump camp going, you know, it's not that I dislike Trump. I just want to focus on something different. Somebody has the same mindset. Okay. Well, they just keep piling yeah. it on now yeah. they're... Uh, now they're now they're talking about Trump's taxes today. He's going to be in front of the Ways and Means Committee. So it's one thing after another. You know, it appears to look the outside looking in like stacking the deck. Oh, what's the song from uh, Disney's Frozen? Leave it alone or something? Or, Oof, uh, oh, please. gosh, what is it, man? Let it go. Let there it go. go. That's the song from Disney. Let it go. Uh, then the other thing is going to happen about 4 o'clock our time today. Joe Biden's White House, they're going to respond to this, uh, to Chief Justice, granting uh, uh, basically a reprieve on the uh, on ending Title 42. Now, this, I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, and I hope you share this with your friends and coworkers today, this thing with illegal immigration, illegal immigration at the border, uh you had politicians and people all across, even even the people, you know, that that are, oh, we got their human beings. We need to let them in and we feed them and give them health care and we'll give them a home, even though people in Jefferson City and Columbia can't find homes. We'll give these. And then people are looking around. Gosh, we can't do this anymore. And they were freaked out by the ending of Title 42 for tomorrow. And there's, by the way, a, 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 a huge, huge number of Democrat lawmakers that are coming forward and say, uh, Joe, please. Kamala, uh, Mr. Mayorkos, will you please, please do something? Welcome to the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. Brian Hosworth, John Marsh. Chris is in for producer Hannah. Hannah and Stephanie back on Monday. My name is Brandon Rather. Want to bring in city councilman from Columbia, Matt Pitzer, last night, uh, city council uh, meeting. Of, and this is kind of something, and I don't know how this is going to look, but let's start here, uh, uh, Mr. Pitzer. Uh, recreational marijuana tax. The recent passage of A3 says the state can tax it at 6%. Municipalities could tax too. Uh, any talk surrounding the taxation of marijuana? Uh, yeah, that, that, that bill was introduced last night, and so we'll take it up for a debate and vote on it in, uh, in January uh, at our next meeting. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the amendment allows municipalities to add a 3% sales tax on top of uh, you know the existing. You know it's going to be taxed uh, at the same rate, um, but there's there's 
you know, the ability to add another 3%. So that was interesting. So I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, you know, still kind of, you know, mulling that one over. We would put it on the ballot, of course, and it would go to the voters in yeah. April uh, if, if we chose to do that. That's interesting, Mr. Pitcher, because I'm, uh, you know, hey, uh, the fewer taxes in my mind, the better. But then I'm like, well... I'm not going to use weed, so it doesn't affect me. You go ahead and pay those taxes. I think it's very yeah, important. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the general feeling. And, um, and you know, and I guess the, the idea that there's some, like, additional cost that comes along mm-hmm. with, you know, rec- allowing recreational use. Yeah, in Councilman and, and, and Brandon, too, I think it's very important to note in the ballot language, even the people that supported it had it on the ballot uh, language. Specifically, that money would be used to pay for addiction and some things like that for, for people. I mean, that's 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 very clear. So we'll see what happens. Councilman, we always appreciate you joining us. I know you've talked about Fuses, and I'm not going to specifically ask you about Fuses, but I want to get your take on this incident that happened yesterday here in Columbia directly relates to what we've talked about here on this program. Broad daylight, if people have not looked at the video, I encourage you to go to the Columbia Police Facebook page. You've got a guy walking up to a man uh, getting out of his car in the middle of the day. Lots of people in this parking lot at the, at the break time on Paris Road opening fire on him. He has been identified, Councilman, because of the video from break time convenience store. That's not me saying it. That's not Brandon. That's directly from the Columbia Police Department. You can see the the person shooting this guy in broad daylight and many other people pumping gas. He knew exactly who he was going for. My question is this. Is there, is Fusis going to come back? Can this be used as an example? Because the bottom line is without this video, I'm not sure we get this guy. Yeah, you're right. And it was a brazen act. And, and I'm glad that it was um, that, that that break time, you know, had that video and, and that they were able to share it as quickly uh, as possible. And, you know, and the, and the point of FUSIS is that that just enables, you know, a quicker response uh, from the police department, you know, using these cameras that already exist, uh, you know, pretty, pretty much everywhere we go. So, so yeah, that's an example of uh, that type of situation. Now, on the one hand, you know, that happened on, you know, a business day in the middle of the afternoon. There's, you know, a lot of uh, uh, you know, people, people at the store who know how to get in touch with the right people to access the video and all those kinds of things. Now imagine, you know, that happening at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night. And then, you know, there's, there's, you know, one 18 year old working there and it's like, how, how do you access the video? I don't know. Come back on Monday when my boss is here. Um, so that's, that's what Fusis is, is designed to try to make more efficient. Um, so, so, yeah, and, and, you know, there are a lot of video uh, cameras around. Obviously, almost every private business, uh, you know, has them in, in, in some form. So, and, and video is used in a, in a very high majority of cases, you know, shootings and, and other incidents. There is almost always some sort of video evidence uh, involved. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, they were able to access that video as quickly as they could and get that uh, suspect information uh, out there. And last I heard... Uh, you know, that, uh, that suspect was still at large, and, and yes. hopefully he'll be able to apprehend he's, him. He's on the run right now, but they they know who he is, and he is wanted 
Crime Stoppers 573 tips 875-TIPS-Anonymous uh, phone call 875-TIPS. And see, this is an exa- just like Howlsworth said, man. Here's something. If, if Columbia Police is going to have more instant access to those cameras live time, maybe we'd see the vehicle the dude took off in. And it is, I don't know if you've seen the video, but it is brazen and disgusting. One of those kinds of shootings where people are going to get out, probably not this week because it's going to be too cold, but people get out in neighborhoods and hold up signs and say, stop the killing, stop the violence. Well, uh, it's so deep. All right, City Councilman Matt Pitzer joining us here on the show. Uh, I know uh, this is it's kind of funny because we look at some other towns here in mid-Missouri, Jefferson City namely, and they're looking at affordable housing as it were, as it relates to a workforce. And I heard the phrase, some young lady got up yesterday and mentioned affordable housing in, in Columbia. Where are we with uh, homelessness, affordable housing, and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, continue. Um, there, there's... You're continuing moving forward with the uh, your opportunity campus over there off of uh, Business Loop, and and so we had a pre-council work session on that sort of an informational sort of update on uh, on where we stand with that. Voluntary Action uh, Center is is taking the lead uh, on that project. So uh, you know they're continuing to to move forward with their plans and designs, um, and that'll be uh, you know probably next year uh, before making you no know, more substantial progress on that. Um, the city has the old VFW hall off of business soup over there um, that is operating now um, as sort of a temporary uh, shelter. And that will be, um, you know, obviously this weekend with, with everything getting as cold as it will, you know, it's a good thing to have that option uh, for, for folks out there. All right. City Councilman Matt Pitzer, fifth ward city of uh, Columbia. Uh, who has announced he is not going to be running for re-election this year? Do you know? Is there any uh, any talk in the uh, in the neighborhoods? Uh, any names out there? Is somebody who might step up and run for your fifth ward seat when you're done with it? Uh, nobody has filed yet, um, and you know I've, I've talked to a few people, but um, it's hard to get a lot of interest in this you know real plum job of that I have here. And you're being facetious, by the way. And I, I, I noticed, John. You got anything for Matt before we let him get back with his family and work life and civil servant life? Yeah, Matt. Talk to us about the discussion about Citizens Police Review Board and people submitting their fingerprints in order to serve on that that body. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, anybody who applies for that board, uh, they have to go through a background check, um, and you know, and, and we get their. In any criminal history or convictions uh, that they've had, um, we get a record of that. So uh, apparently we were supposed to have an agreement with the state um, in order to access uh, their their information um, that required a fingerprint agreement. Um, so we so the proposal would have um, uh, you know required fingerprints for anybody applying for CPRB. Uh, and we voted that down. Um, the background check piece of it is still in place. Um, but I think there's just, you know, the concern about taking it a step further and, you know, asking for fingerprints is, um, you know, it, it's kind of a, an intrusive step. Um, and, you know, is that going to affect, you know, the types of, um, you know, the number of, of, of people who are interested in that board? Yeah. All right. Matt Pitzer, City Councilman Columbia. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy holidays to you, too, because we want to weed 
we need more people like December Harmon on that citizens' police. Review well, in, in, in a, yeah, in, in, it is interesting about the, the fingerprints, but um, uh, worth mentioning very quickly on the Columbia City Council, they had a ton of reports on a lot of housekeeping measures, and we covered a lot of ground. They've canceled their January 3rd meeting. They've done that because they got so much done in the last couple of meetings. So they'll only meet once in January. That'll be Tuesday, January 17th. And just so you know, we are canceling Wake Up Columbia tomorrow and Thursday because we've already done a lot in the first two days. (laughs) I want to highlight this. saw this last night, City Council meeting in Columbia regarding affordable housing. Now, one of the reasons why we have such a big unsheltered problem is because we don't have affordable housing here in Columbia. I live currently in a rental. I've lived in the same rental for 20 years, but I want to buy a house. I have been searching. I will not be able to afford a house in Columbia. Um, my salary is just over $42,000 a year. So she makes $42,000 a year, says this in a public forum, and says, I can't afford a house. Is it my job as a taxpayer to help pay for housing so that you can buy a house or can no, you just invite her over and rent her out your back bedroom can, well, can you move to an area where houses are in line with what you make can you get a different job can you get a second job is it my responsibility to help you buy a house it, it- I, I understand where you both are coming from, but I also understand where the lady is coming from, too, because at $42,000 a year, you would think you'd be able to. In her defense, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, I got a, a monthly report from the Boone County Board of Realtors, and I'll be pretty close on this, but I believe the average home of a house here in Boone County in Columbia is is it's well over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars it just keeps going up i may be low on that and it keeps going up and up and up and um mendenhall she miss mendenhall that runs the board of realtors i asked her about that so did fred perry when we saw her and she said it's because these 20 somethings 30 somethings are getting big jobs with vu and equipment share they're getting big and they can afford that the thing about it is She's probably going to have to keep renting at $42,000 a year. She's not going to be able to afford a home like that. Or unless, as uh, Ron Fitzwater from Jefferson City was telling us, you know, uh, for example, what's happening in other towns in Missouri, say, what can we do to be helpful within effect? We don't pay. You know, we can utilize City Hall. (laughs) So do we get private developers say, we are going to build affordable housing, no extra cost to taxpayers? Uh, Frankly, I don't have a, uh, a good answer for that. And then the challenge... Listen, we saw this uh, with people like uh, Unilever and Scholastic saying, you know, we have employees, but they're having a hard time finding housing. When you start messing with your employees and your tax base, man, it becomes a convoluted issue. Coming up, we are going to do what's what's cooking, what's cracking with Chris. He's uh, filling in for producer Hannah this week, but we're still doing what's hot with Hannah. We're just putting a different coat of paint on it. What do you got for us, Chris? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Which means it's 727. Time for... Uh, instead of what's hot with Hannah, we're doing what's cracking with Chris. Uh, I feel like I kind of have to put my own little spin on this. So, I, you know what? I'm just going to hit, hit the music. Hit you some mail! What the rock is cooking? <sighs> oh, oh, boy. So, I don't know if I want to qualify this as like a like a feel-good moment or like a, a dome it as like a little throwback. So, 
There's this, so there's this Chiefs super fan, right? If you remember, like, Fireman Ed for the Jets. Yeah. One of those kind of guys named Chiefsaholic. Big, well-known on social media. Always showing up to games in, a, like, a wolf suit with, like, Chiefs gear on. Everyone knows him. So this guy goes radio silent for a few days. Uh, people kind of notice during the Texans game. And pretty, it's pretty uncharacteristic. Nobody really knows why. Uh, they found out yesterday, because as it turns out, uh, Chiefsaholic was busy uh, robbing a bank. Go. <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, yeah. He that was, dude. Uh, he was booked for armed no robbery way. on the 6th. Yep. Now, not, 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 not the Chiefs, uh, not the mascot, not the No, 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 not Casey Wolf. No, 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 no. This is some guy totally unaffiliated with the Chiefs at all. Just a, oh, a guy who wow. loves the game. Guy who routinely puts up, like, thousands of dollars on, like, Chiefs money lines every week. It, something, something crazy like that. Booked for armed robbery, and apparently he'd been doing it for a minute, so... That's kind of what we've been preoccupying ourselves with as we kind of wait for Christmas Eve for actual like game. You'll even occasionally, once in a while, you'll see that guy in a clip like on ESPN or something. I mean, he's, he's definitely... Yeah, they'll people. cut to the stands and they'll be yeah. just like dudes going crazy in all this like really audacious like Chiefs gear. And he was one of those guys. When caught- this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You know, and I'm not exaggerating, one of the most powerful weapon systems on the planet. Just the strategic deterrence uh, that the bomber fleet, and in particular the B-2, uh, what that brings for the nation, it, it's almost impossible to really calculate that. And that dude is not exaggerating. Uh, the B-2, Whiteman Air Force Base, what they do uh, strategically from a global point of view as it relates to war, nuclear bombs, all that, pretty substantial stuff. And now apparently the entire United States Air Force B-2 Spirit Stealth Bomber Fleet, which is based mostly here in Missouri. Uh, Just in Missouri. Yeah. Uh been grounded as engineers search for safety defects, according to the Air Force Time. Uh, Air Force Times, there's 20 of these things. going to be down until further notice. They had a thing back in the early early 80s when they were forward deployed out to Guam, and they had one crash at Anderson Air Force Base and grounded the, the whole B-2 fleet for a couple months back then. Yeah. Uh, hopefully nobody tells Putin. <laughs> hey, so you know, a very vital, important U.S. strategy is down to, uh, right now. Uh, Air Force officials had said the aircraft experienced an in-flight malfunction during routine operations. I don't know, like the alternator go out or something. I don't know. I don't know what's routine on something like this. The Air Force yet to provide any additional details regarding this incident. There, uh, every incident is unique, and we are currently evaluating what went wrong and how we can mitigate future. Uh, Riss, that statement from Whiteman Air Force Base. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. Brian Houseworth is here to track on that story. I don't know if you've seen this video yet, but some dude, I think it was north of 70, a gas station in Columbia, some dude just walks up to another guy, shoots him. Guys, it looks like, you look at the video, looks like he's trying to get out of his car. Thank goodness there's video of it. It would have been much better if we'd had video that Columbia Police Department could have accessed in real time to maybe catch this guy. They know who he is. Now it's just going to be a matter of finding him. And this always, you know, these, it, 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 it's just so bold. This guy just walks up, and Brian, even as he was talking about the story, said, hey, just so you know, kind of graphic. The dude just goes up and just, just shoots this this guy in the middle of daylight, in the middle of the day with all these people around. And, they, and I'd said earlier, I think these are the kinds of things where then neighborhoods and communities, oh, we need to get together and we need to march through downtown and hold up signs and say, stop the killing. And that has not worked thus far. 
Uh, and I always go back to, I don't know if you're familiar with the name Shelby and Eli Steele. Uh, Shelby Steele, this guy has like congressional medals of honor around his neck for his work with racism. He was actually on the show last year. He's the one, he, he showed up at Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, to do a movie about racism and how it killed Michael Ferguson. Shelby Steele shows up in Ferguson. He's got staff and cameras and pens and papers and laptops and starts researching for his movie about racism killing Michael Brown. And after a few days, Shelby stops. He looks around and says, I can't do this movie. I'm going to have to pack up my steak and go home. And his, his producers were saying, well, how come? And this guy who has medals around his neck for his work with racism said because racism absolutely, positively did not kill Michael Brown. Didn't happen. Rest story, he still did a movie called What Killed Michael Brown. Remember, Amazon took it down because it didn't portray that, uh, that narrative. Anyhow, let's go back to our conversation that I had with him. This guy, I think, knows what he's talking about then. Uh, he said, you know, for example, we talk about, let's say, for example, violence in, let's say, for example, black communities. Uh, he said, I, I don't know what you do about that because a lot of these people, not all of them, a lot of them in those communities, which he says is fostered really by Democrats, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to work. You will, will take care of you. And that's according to Shelby Steele. He says it's the, really it's the Democrats that, that continue to let this problem fester. Um, so did you just go out and say, well, quit killing Nobody is out with a gun getting ready to, to rob the vape store or whatever and goes, oh, I heard in the radio I should quit killing people. I was driving through downtown this weekend and I saw somebody holding signs to stop the killing. I'm not going to do it. It just simply does not work that way. And the solution, according to Mr. Steele, is so deeply because you're talking about I don't even know if generational is the right thing. But you're 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 born into an environment and that's your environment, and that's what you know. And then you're four years old, and then you're six years old, and then you're 10, and then you're 15. And that's what you think is normal because you grew up in it. You don't think of it as wrong. You think, oh, yeah, this is normal. Go to the gas station and, uh, and shoot this dude. Crazy. I am excited about this. You know why? Mostly because I'm lazy. <laughs> I, I have a tendency to procrastinate. Uh, my saying, why do now what I can put off till later? And it comes back and bites me in the rear end a lot. Uh, but Real ID was supposed to go into effect, I think, in May. Uh, and and mostly, here's why I've delayed doing it. Because anytime I'm going to have to deal with bureaucracy and i got to call, because you can't just take your driver's license, apparently. You can't take your old driver's license and say, hey... I need a new one, but I need that special stamp so I can get onto places like Whiteman Air Force Base and so I can get into the Columbia Regional Airport to fly and see my grandbabies. Yeah, there you go. Airlines. Yeah. Uh, recently announced that it was again. I don't know how many times, this, but it's been it's been delayed for years now. A lot of states are, uh, are in compliance. A lot of them are. Uh, a lot of Americans still don't even have the upgraded licenses, according to the Department of Homeland Security. Only 43% of state-issued IDs as of last year, less than half, uh, have met the law's requirements. Pandemic really moved it back, too. That was uh, the yeah. initial thing that kind of took it off took yeah. it off the radar, didn't it? Yeah, uh, took it off the radar. And I don't know, because we still, uh, you know, I think about flying prior to 
uh, and what it was like. And I think about flying now. Now, I will also say this, and there was some pushback, but following the events of 9-11, there was very few. There were some. I'm not saying nobody said it. He was, you want me to go through an x-ray at the airport? Okay. You want me to take off my shoes? I can do that. America. America first. Safety for America. Get them terrorists. Uh... I can't bring on a bottle that has more than four ounces of liquid in. Okay, I'll do whatever for America. Well, now we've got over 20 years in the rearview mirror, and people are like, eh, eh. Yeah, can, I, can I bring the giant economy-sized shampoo in my carry-on? <laughs> uh, and then the other question is, Does this would this have any significant impact on airline safety? Uh Homeland Security officials have been unable to enforce the requirement for 17 years. They haven't had a repeat of 9-11. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll get on board with that uh, with some time. But here's the thing. So, I don't like the... And here's why I procrastinate. I, I, have, to, I have to go and I have to get a, a, a birth certificate. And I know, here's what everybody's going to say, Marsh. Well, it's so easy. You just call the Department of Records in Jefferson City and they'll mail it to you. It ne- for me, at least, whenever I have to deal with a bureaucratic entity, it never, ever works that way. John, did I ever tell you the story about the time the state of Missouri wanted my income taxes uh, from the years like 2013 and 2014? Did I ever tell you that story? Wow, you and Donald Trump, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, state of Missouri wanted to see Rathert's taxes in a bad way. Uh, but any, so I get a letter, Missouri saying, hey... You owe us income tax from the years 2013 and 2014. And I laughed. And you know why I laughed, John? Because I hadn't worked in Missouri since the year 1992. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I get a letter (laughs) from the revenue people in Missouri. And so I told people, like, hey, this thing's going on. And here's what they said. Oh, just call them. It'll be real easy. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. My gosh. And this is one of the reasons I don't like dealing. Anytime you're dealing with bureaucracy, it's it just, you know, we always, oh, this is simple. Anyhow, several months later and getting the help of my local state representative, Sarah Walsh, by the way, I had to send, I had to send the state of Missouri, I had to send them proof that I did not work here. Check stubs from Idaho or Florida. Pensacola, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, look at your record. You can see I didn't work here. Well, you got to send us proof. <laughs> God. So why don't you talk to the IRS? They've got the proof. Yeah. Talk to talk to the... the and they said, well, we're waiting on the hiring of an additional 87,000 agents. We can't handle stuff like that. Uh, all right. Had an interest. So there's an announcement today. Governor Mike Parson expected to announce uh, our treasurer. Has anybody count? Can we count on one hand the number of appointments that Governor Parson has made during his uh, tenure as governor? And by the way, by the time he's done, it's, it's not even going to be a full eight year tenure. Can, can we count on one hand the number of appointments he's made? Uh, I don't know. But apparently he's going to be making an announcement on who the state treasurer is going to be this afternoon. So there's been a lot of talk. One of the names, and John, you probably have heard some uh, some other names. One of the names I kind of kept hearing was Holly Radar, uh, Holly Radar, state senator. We did hear Holly's name. So I, so I'm texting uh, Holly yesterday. I'm like, hey, sounds like there's uh, talk, you know, that this is uh, going on. Uh, I said, you know, if this is something you would like to talk about, 
and she said, well, and she was kind of hesitant, I, and I get it. She probably didn't want to come on and talk about something that may or may not happen. But there's other things that we could have talked about. And then she says, okay, and we agreed on a time. So then I get a text later at night. Uh, said, hey, it's not me. Just saw where the governor has called a press conference for tomorrow on the treasurer job. I have not been asked to come to Jefferson City, so I didn't make the cut. At least she was up front with you. Yeah, she's like, "Ah, it's not me. And Well, you you might be. It's a very valuable, very important, very impactful decision. You look at some of the things uh, that uh, Fitzpatrick has done over the past years, especially like when it comes to returning people's money to them and stuff. Uh, It is an impactful uh, position. So... It's not going to be Holly Radio. Any other names uh, you're hearing on the streets, John? Eh, not really. Nothing, you know, nothing definite, really. Uh, Governor Parson going to be making that announcement a little bit later today. Coming up five minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Uh, precisely that. The border is closed. Uh, we are expelling uh, single adults. Mm, yeah, not really. Mayorko's comments earlier this year, bizarre. And by the way, that was widespread condemnation from national news outlets. Uh, border is uh, closed? No, it's not. And that goes with, you got to be the, the, the most e- e- egregious fact check of the year from PolitiFact. Uh, when people say uh, the border is secure. Well, he's talking about the checkpoints. They have, you know, the the guardrails and law enforcement. Uh, The statement they were fact-checking, the border, not the checkpoints. One of the most disappointing, uh, I think really, one of the most disappointing behaviors by national news outlets uh, this year. The border is secure. No, it's not. And in case you're confused, Corinne Jean-Pierre, yesterday at the White House, this is after Chief Justice John Roberts said, yeah, let's not end Title 42 right now. Later today, about 4 o'clock our time, Joe's going to wake up from his nap, and he is supposed to have responded to SCOTUS by then. But Corinne Jean-Pierre reminding us what this means and doesn't mean. And I'll say this again, the the fact that the uh, removal of Title 42 is happening in just a day or two doesn't mean that the border is open. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's closed. Just like it is now. You know. Welcome to the show. I, I don't get it. I don't either, man. And here's, uh, and I, uh, I was listening to the uh, Randy Tobler show yesterday. Tobler's here weekdays four to six and talking about these. Uh, and we fact checked uh, the lie Joe Biden, uh, Lion Biden told the other day he awarded his uh, uh, uncle a, a, a Purple Heart or something. His uncle died 10 years before Biden ever even became vice president. By the way, I want to thank uh, Eric. I, I said, I don't know what kind of medals I said regarding Shelby Steele, the uh, uh, the uh, who's been very active in race relations and who did the movie What Killed Michael Ferguson. He was the guy who showed up to say Michael uh, race killed Michael uh, Michael Brown in Ferguson. He he couldn't do that movie because racism did not kill Michael Ferguson. This guy who has medals hanging around his neck, one of the medals he was awarded National Medal of the uh, of the Humanities. Uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, Kansas City Chiefs. I love stories like this a lot of times. Whenever we talk about athletes, it seems like, ah, because they did something bad or they're uh, going through a a divorce, what have you. Slapping around the girlfriend. Yeah. One of the newest members of the Chiefs Kingdom family uh, gave, uh, gave the gift of Christmas to a whole bunch of families recently. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is behind a holiday surprise. Uh, him and his foundation paid off uh, almost ten grand in layaways 
at a Kansas City area Burlington store. Cool as that. Uh, no, I think that's cool. And I, and I always envision the people that show up, let's say whatever it is you're paying, whether it's like whatever it is, you're going to pay off something. You've been paying it and paying it and working for it and waiting for that day and you show up and somebody's, ah, it's paid off, man. You're good. That, so it's cool that, he, that, that Juju Smith-Schuster did that, but it's that feeling that's created. And I get a little sappy here and I know it. But that feeling that he created for somebody else, somebody's heart smile. Man, somebody paid off my stuff. How cool is that? I don't have to pay for that. Uh, I just always think it's really cool, and, and I think it's important that we mention whenever people um, do good. Coming up a little bit later, so more reaction following the J6 thing. Uh, I still think, you know, J6, they hired this television producer. To do this slickly produced television show. And there's no defense, by the way. It was just all one-sided. And it was, wink, wink, bipartisan. Uh, you have five Dems, a couple of Republicans. Well, a couple of people had R's behind their names. Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, so, more reaction uh, coming in from that, including what my thought, kind of what Mike Pence had to say, I thought was interesting, too. I just hope the whole thing is uh, silly. And here's, you know, one of my hopes, and I don't know, uh, maybe does this rally Trump supporters? I mean, he released some non-fungible tokens on Friday. 40,000 of them sold out that day. 40-plus thousand. So, yeah, the, we're, what, 99 bucks a piece? Yeah. So we're excited about these non-fungible tokens. And now this, does this rally Trump supporters? Or is it still a large number of people saying, you know what? Uh, we want that as president again. We just want a different name to that America first policy. We want a different name attached. It doesn't have to be Trump. It has to be the same. And I know I use this a lot. That same mindset, that conservative America centered philosophy like, hey, it's okay to put ourselves first. Hey.